How's it guys? My name is Mark Haystick and you're listening to the Birding Life Youth Podcast, the podcast where we talk to young birders about what makes them tick and how they see this wonderful hobby called birding, or as we as the Birding Life team like to call it, this lifestyle called birding. So in this new season, we'll be bringing in a few new changes and that includes two new hosts to the Birding Life Youth Podcast. We'll be expanding our horizons a bit since, unfortunately I have to admit, I have become a generalist. So that means a bit more than birding. Um, I've sort of expanded my horizons to uh, different sorts of nature than just birds. And I'll be revealing these two hosts in the next two weeks with the upcoming episodes. But as I've said many times, guys, just to touch on this a bit, birding, the journey of birding has opened many doors for me. And it starts from... The first year that I started bird watching, I go on a hike and I see animal footprints spur on the ground and I wonder what that is. And obviously you find out because birding is something that makes you very curious and you have a very curious nature if you're a birder. You also you also build a, the virtue of patience if you're a birder. So you get to study about different things and learn and take your time. And so obviously mammals followed, plants followed, botany, reptiles and um, and everything in nature. So the whole biosphere, the whole ecosystem is now what my interest is. And I have to have that interest as a nature guide. I wasn't just going to become a bird guide because, yeah, if I go out birding, uh, and this is how it's been since the age of 13, I start looking at the animal tracks and the different flowers of the area. And of course, being in South Africa with such biodiversity and being in the Western Cape, which is one of the most biodiverse places in the world, uh, just in brackets, they're almost as diverse as the Amazon jungle sometimes thought as is even more but we'll dive into that in a separate episode i've been very blessed to be distracted by different organisms and beautiful sights in nature so yes i'm not going to reveal just yet who those people are going to be joining me on the podcast but they will be bringing in some extra spice um so as i said i'm working on a nature reserve as a field guide now many of you might not know what is a field guide it is what some people perceive to be as a game ranger, but field guiding or nature guiding is where you are qualified, at least in terms of having the knowledge and skills, to guide people to their natural environment, or if they're coming from overseas, your natural environment, and open their eyes up to the beauty of it. Your job is to make them happy by showing them what they want to see, like a lion and an elephant. But that lilac-breasted roller that's sitting on the top of that dead mapani tree, you know, it's something you can't avoid. So yes, me as a bird guide and, and now a nature guide, I have to try <laughs> fulfill my passion and explain to them the amazing biology or, you know, simple uh, facts about that bird. Um, so yes, opening people's eyes up to the beauty of nature and to be honest guys this can be very challenging at times you are confronted every day with different personalities more than you could ever have numbered uh, because you're getting people from all around the world if you're working in a lodge like this at the garden root safari camp where you've got to try suit these people's standards you've got to try and meet their expectations and needs of going on a safari and some of them just don't care what you say they just want to see the line they just want to see the buck um, some of them don't spend much time looking at that line or buck they just get their photo take their selfie and say 
okay, let's uh, move on, please. Uh, what else have you got to show me? But, you know, that's okay. You just got to show them what they want to do. Some people, I'm reading a very good book at the moment called The Guide's Guide to Guiding. Some people have spent thousands of hours saving up to go on this. They've worked for years uh, saving up money to go on their first African safari. First time to Africa. And they have all these expectations from the media. All these expectations from stories that they get told. And National Geographic. And, ah, so, you know, even though here in the Western Cape we don't have all the big five on our nature reserve yet, um, on Brandwach Game Reserve, we still need to try and make them have a good time. Be excited. Be enthusiastic. Don't lose that within yourself as a field guide to try and spread your enthusiasm to the guests joining you on a safari game drive. However, on the other hand, if you take everything else into consideration, this birders and birderettes is the best job in the world now i'm going to do a bit of bragging here but honestly i i I just have to let you guys know about this job otherwise if i don't you know i i just have to share um (laughs) this because many of you might be interested in field guiding but my office is a toyota hilux with nine seats behind me and one next to me i wake up at five every morning drink a cup of coffee and see the sunrise most of the time hearing lions roar in the background how's that for motivation for your morning you get to take out people for three hours into a natural environment filled with trees rivers sounds of birds chattering animals running animals grazing animals hunting it's like you're living in national geographic and you get paid to discuss interesting things with people that you are passionate about you get paid to do what you're passionate about so if you are a nature lover you know pay attention you you may enjoy doing this one day you are listened to by people who have perhaps saved up their entire life to go on an african safari for their first time and you get to tell them about the animals and plants that you know what better job could you ask for guys Um, now field guiding has many levels as many aspects of 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 field guiding you get different qualifications you can become a professional field guide you can become a marine guide you can become a trails guide you can walk with people in dangerous big five areas but this is all um, possible through FAGASA the field guides association of southern africa so this is where you get your qualifications to work in um yeah um the office on four wheels so i've been doing this since october last year uh, which is 2022 and um i've been building up to my level one which i'm going to do my practical assessment hopefully next month and start working on my level two and eventually become a professional field guide here on brandwach game reserve now to give you a little bit of a brief introduction to where I am in South Africa. Where is Brandwach Game Reserve? That is an Afrikaans word, an Afrikaans name here in the Western Cape for a little village. And Brandwach Game Reserve has named itself after the village because we do give back to the community like some people in the Kruger National Park do. Um, But it is a five-year-old business, a five-year-old nature reserve, protecting the fainbos and forest and thicket biomes and habitats that we have here that used to be historically was farmland cropland and grazing fields for farmers 
In fact, all the Klein Karoo sheep used to come over the Otaniko Mountains. Uh, if you're in South Africa, you'll know the famous Klein Karoo sheep. Um, it's got that taste to it. Uh, used to come to these farms um, alongside others, and then its products be shipped off in the Mossel Bay Harbor uh, back in the day. Now, this habitat has changed so drastically that we've got little savannah pieces of savannah left over where the farmland has regrown itself into just grass but then you've got the sort of stages of succession where you've got the middle stage where natural feinbos indigenous plants are starting to grow back and go to the climax stage of succession which is a full flourishing feinbos habitat filled with proteas ericas and restios or a thicket biome hosting a whole lot of mammals like bushbuck, monkeys, bush pig, and eagles, stuff like that. So they have got this program here at Brandfach Game Reserve to, over the next few decades, rewild it into what it historically used to be 300 years ago. The Western Cape 300 years ago, just to give you, I'm really excited about this, just to give you a picture back in time, if you walked on the beaches of Cape Town, you would see elephants emerging out the forest ostriches bolting down the beach line lions roaring in every valley eagles soaring over every cliff i mean you can only imagine what francois le Vaillant, william john birchall and all these european explorers must have seen because they wrote it down they wrote down what they saw and that is what they saw um you know there were elephants all over the western cape between cape town yes that mother city of south africa and the eastern cape up the east coast of south africa elephants were everywhere guys there's one last elephant left in 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 the wild in south africa and when i say wild i mean non-fenced areas and that is in neisner here on the garden route very close to a town she's the last unfenced elephant in south africa where she can literally walk into town if she wants to um oh by the way that's a very controversial conversation which i'll dive into another episode because there might be more but anyways, yeah, just to give you an idea, guys, the Western Cape has, has so much potential to look like a Kruger National Park or Okavango Delta. Uh, although, you know, because of global climate change and uh, natural occurrences happening, habitats have changed over the last few thousand years. So we've lost species like um, different giraffes that used to occur here, the African bears, uh, wolves from a few thousand years ago we, they have found fossils in the west coast national park and all of this information majority of it is accessible in Marcel van der Mavis book called Rewilding the Lost Wilderness which gives a history and a future plan of how the western cape of South Africa used to host rhinos, elephants buffaloes, lions and leopards all of this stuff and how it can maybe have that again so that is our mission to rewild our nature reserve of at the moment just under a thousand hectares uh, to eventually a zootopia uh, a, 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 a full flourishing ecosystem according to the records that we have of a few hundred thousand hectares hopefully in the future so I'm very happy with at the place I'm at I'm not going to move from here um, anytime soon I'm really looking forward to the future of Brandfach Game Reserve Garden Route Safari Camp as the accommodation is called um, and hoping to see some of you guys here some of you enthusiastic nature lovers come visit us here and I will show you nature on my doorstep but for now I've got to head off and go pack my bags because tomorrow 
which is the day of this podcast release. I'll be heading off with my colleague to Mountain Zebra National Park, Kamdabur National Park, and then the Addo Elephant National Park, which is going to be awesome because it's three national parks I've never been to. But in order to make myself, in order to make sure that I don't run out of practice with my field guiding, because I'm very possibly going to do my practical assessment just a few days after I get back from my leave, I'm going to be keeping you guys updated by field guiding you on my Instagram page um, and at the same time keeping myself um, up to date with my field guiding skills about the adventure that we go on and things that we find on the road. So I'll be back next week with some news and some new voices on the Birding Life Youth Podcast. Until next time, guys, thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to The Birding Life on all your social media platforms and podcast players. Happy birding and be blessed.